What's up, everybody? It's your girls, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay from The Tipsy Ghost. What's up, guys? Hey, everybody. It's our very first podcast episode. Welcome. I'm so excited this is finally happening. Oh, it's finally happening. We had a few bumps (laughs) along the road. We've been talking about it for like a couple months now. That's very true. It's been a long time coming, I'm not going to lie. My name's Sarah. I'm Sarah. My name is not Sarah. (laughs) My name's Lindsay. (laughs) Odd man out over there. I am. I am. Sorry, guys. My mom did not join me up for the Sarah Club. Oddly enough, though, one of the Sarah's middle name is Lindsay. We're all connected. We're all connected in the great circle of life. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad I am the off, so the odd man out. So it's fine. It's okay. That's all right. We're we're mutually connected, though. Yes. Through a friend, Sarah. That's me. Yes. <laughs> that's, uh, actually, that's actually how we came here together. Yeah. We all worked together, but we didn't know. Me and Sarah did not know each other, <laughs> but we both knew Sarah. Does this make sense? Are you guys following with me? I brought these two fools <laughs> together yeah. as they babble over their words. Oh, it's hard. <laughs> we all work in the same location in different Two of us in different areas, and I know both of them separately and think they're awesome. Um, Sarah and I went to a paranormal location together just randomly. I don't even know how that happened. That was me. I said, <laughs> I'm going there. Do you want to come? Well, let's back it up. I met you through, obviously, through work and some training. Yes. Um, and while we were there, we had um, some conversations. We had a moment. <laughs> A moment. Do you guys need a moment now? I feel like it was magical. It was a magical (laughs) moment. Our names are the same, and we're basically the same person. That's what happened. It was like, oh my god, we are the same Mm -hmm, person. mm -hmm, That mm -hmm. what is happening? But all the stars aligned. We both love ghosts. We both love doing the same particular skill at work. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and and that's how things started started happening. So I had uh, mentioned to you that I was going to go to a location and do an event there right with a group um and I had asked if you wanted to come and so that's kind of how we started our journey. Oh, we sound like The Bachelor. Oh, my oh, gosh. I love this. It is our journey. So I love you guys story. were there for the right reasons. Honestly, we were. It was magical. <laughs> Beautiful. You gave me your final rose. Thank you. Oh. You're welcome. And then I always frequently work with Lindsay. Oh, and we had, I would always see her read her books. <laughs> and one time I saw her reading uh, A Stranger Beside Me by Anne Rule. And I was yes. like, oh. <gasps> This girl knows what's up. She's into the same things I am. She just like came up to me, swiveled up in her chair and goes, do you like serial killers? (laughs) (laughs) It's always the way to open a conversation. (laughs) How do you answer that question without coming across as a creep? And I like was like, yes. And she's like, I love true crime too. And that's how it started. Yes. And then we started talking about paranormal. And then um, this was around coming up on Halloween time. Yeah. Yeah. And I want, I had really enjoyed uh, Sarah and I's paranormal experience and I wanted another one. I was like, 
I need to get these two girls together because the three of us are basically the same person. We are. It's true. <laughs> um, and, and the rest is magic. I mean, we all listen to the same podcasts, yep. <laughs> like, without even having met. Yes. Um, watch the same shows. Like, yes. we're the same person. It yes. was meant to be. I feel like the first time all three of us hung out, I was like, these are my people. <laughs> There's I only am so a matchmaker. Many... <laughs> There's only so many people you can talk about true crime, death and go sweat mm-hmm. it's true and not feel like you're being judged or like right. this is weird right because trust me not all people think that it's real cool no to talk no about everybody things. else who saw me reading you know about ted bundy and btk and all this yeah. stuff are like Lindsay, what's wrong with you yeah you can't roll up to just anybody and say are you into serial killers <laughs> but i feel you like can't. if somebody asks you that then they they know they know. they know. They know what's it's up. Okay. They know what's up. And it turns out that after people hear you and I talking about it at work, so many people are actually into it. Do you know how many? So I read the most recent biography I read was um, BTK. I'd read about the Golden State Killer before that. And people were like, can I borrow that book? And so the BTK book is legit making its way around the department because everybody awesome. wants to read it now and talk about it. Yes. Good one. It's messed up. It is messed up. But it is like you can't put it down. Mm-hmm. that's so. pretty much how i feel like all true crime is why is. is that i don't know it's I, so fascinating and we, horrible it's like with car accidents i mean you True. see them happening and you can't look away even though you're like oh that's horrifying right it's like you just can't stop watching i know it's i mean it takes a special kind of person and apparently we are those people and it makes you feel <laughs> a certain kind of way we are but special. then <laughs> i don't know after you feel that certain kind of way you're also like you just analyze it in your brain and you roll it over and then you learn from it. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it too. While also trying to be sensitive and not glorifying it. Absolutely. You know? Yes. There's some people out there who, you know, you know, there's forums who people just want to look at pictures and just want to learn like about MOs like the BTK mm-hmm, killer mm-hmm. he was just all about the MOs and he wanted to see um, crime scene photos because he wanted to mimic that and there's right. you know our end of the spectrum we're more about kind of a a, a simple um, fascination of wow this actually happened you know we have uh, a sadness for who it happened to mm-hmm. um, but we're also why did this happen yeah. you know how how can we see this in other people and what can we maybe do about it I don't know right. what can we learn from it and that's kind of like how I guess I got into true crime was with people and just wondering like why people act the way they do I guess to say why are we the way that we are what is it you know how do our personalities get shaped all of this stuff you know my undergrads in psych I love psych I love mental health that's my calling so I love knowing why people do the things they do and why they act the way they act and so I guess that's kind of how I got started you know studying psych and undergrad and all this stuff and you can't study behavior without looking at the abnormal side of behavior. Yes. And you know what happens when you have an enlarged or diminished amygdala and prefrontal cortex and how all of that can affect your behaviors. And so starting it into serial killers in college. Um, and my friends, I love them to death. They are still my best friends. <laughs> but they would be like, we could ask you any question about a serial killer and you would know it. But if like we ask you who like the Kardashians are, you would just stare at us blankly. <laughs> and I'm like, this is true. Like, this is still probably true to this day. I cannot tell Kylie and whatever the other one is apart. <laughs> There's a bunch of them. <laughs> There's too many. Listen, I lost track after Kim. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a fair statement. But, like, ask me about Ted Bundy or, like, you know, 
BTK or the Golden State Killer, all of them. And I'm like, dude, I got you. I got you. And I think that's interesting because, you know, we... I invited you to kind of a paranormal experience, and that's a different aspect of the true crime fascination. Mm -hmm. And so where, where did your background come in from true crime into paranormal? So around this time when I'm, like, getting into all of this stuff, I was binging Criminal Minds before Netflix binging was even a thing. I was like, dude, that's, like, my dream job, except I don't want to hunt down the serial killers. I just want to, like, study them. And then I started watching Ghost Adventures. <laughs> and no shame. No shame. <laughs> We've talked about this. We all have a love-hate relationship with Ghost Adventures. <laughs> it's so true. And mostly love. Mostly, mostly love. love. A little bit of hate because I'm like, dude, this is extra. A little bit. This is this is a lot of extra. But I love it so much. Oh my but God, I, love I know. it so much. <laughs> and oh, I it's would, a guilty pleasure. It is. And I would legit like have the DVR filled on my Still parents' do. house Ghost <laughs> Adventures. And I'd come home on breaks. My mom would be like, can you please get these off my DVR? And I'm like, yeah, mama got you. <laughs> and I would just watch it like back to back to back to back. And I was just like, half of me was like, this is so fake. Like, there's no way this is all real. Like, people's brains are playing with them and they're starting to believe these things that aren't there. And Sure. You know, the whole mass belief of we can, you know, you say you believe something and then I say I believe it. Yes. That causes Sarah to believe it and all this stuff. So half of me was like that and the other half was like, this is creepy stuff. Like, what if there's like something out there about this? So I started talking with people and I realized that almost every single person either has a paranormal experience or knows somebody who does, which... That's so true. There's got to be something to this. If everybody knows something or has heard something or like if you even bring up ghosts, somebody's going to be like, oh my gosh, yes, I had this one experience where. Right. Mm-hmm. Like very rarely do you hear people be like, mm, no. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Didn't happen. Like right. you're an adult and you still believe in ghosts. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I kind of got into that and just, I'm kind of more the skeptic of the group. I think we've all discussed this. <laughs> amongst ourselves but out of the two of them I'm the most skeptical one of this whole ghost hunting thing that we do I love it it's fun but I'm not 100% sold on you know I think there's something out there for sure I don't know to the extent though so I guess I do it because it's fun and because I like learning things about you know there's always a true crime element to ghost hunting you know there's spirits there because something horrible happened or something horrific happened right that's a really good point. And if I can interject there too, you interject. I want to say that, you know, being that this is our first episode, I want to point out the fact that you said that our whole ghost hunting thing. Yeah. Uh, just to clarify that what we actually like to do is go on location ourselves. Yeah. And go with amateur. We're going to, we're going to highlight, triple highlight, underline, bold, italicize that word. Amateur. We are amateurs guys. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know what we're doing, but uh, we like it. And we go with a group, and we go mm-hmm. on site, and we do a bunch of investigations with them. Yeah. So that's what she's referring to when she says we do this whole ghost hunting thing. Yeah. So we go. We have fun. Um, we drink while we do it, but we're always safe. We always <laughs> yeah. have a DD. There's our true. little uh, disclaimer, um, which is kind of how we came up with the name The Tipsy Ghost as well, because yeah. we like to drink. And we like to talk about ghosts and go ghost hunting while we're doing this all. So this is going to be a mostly paranormal podcast. Yeah. And we're going to sprinkle a little bit of true crime, some lore, (laughs) 
some of the extras in there. Like some urban myths and yes. legends? Yeah. The main thing that we wanted to do is talk about the places that we've been or that we're going to go to and the history behind it, what other people have seen, and then what we've experienced. And sure. I think that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to add about your background? Um, about why, what got you into this? Have you ever had any experiences yourself? Oh, that's a good one. Good question. Um, so <laughs> when I was a kid, I had a lot of problems with night terrors, um, which I find out is pretty common nowadays with kids. And they typically grow out of them. I didn't grow out of them until I was probably 11 or 12. Um, and sleep paralysis, I still get that probably like once a month, once every other month, which is horrific. And I think we want to talk about sleep paralysis on another episode. Yeah. So I've always had like these things happen to me. I don't remember too much of my night terrors just because, you know, they're awful. But I do remember my first experience, and this is kind of weird. Most people don't have their first memory till what, three, four years old. My first memory is four, but I also have a memory from when I was in a crib as a baby, which is like really weird, rare. Mm -hmm. um, and it was thunderstorming outside, and there was this face in the mirror staring at me and laughing at me. And I remember vividly being in my crib, looking through like the slats in the crib, staring at the face, making eye contact, and just screaming um, and crying. And I remember my mom coming in, and that's all I remember. But I had these horrific night terrors my entire childhood, and I would see that face repeatedly throughout night terrors. Even though I can't remember most of them, I remember that face. I was about to ask, did you, so you saw that exact same face again? Multiple times. Oh. Yeah, multiple times. Um, I remember once I was probably like seven or eight. I was probably closer to eight. I remember seeing it then. Um, so I remember seeing it throughout my childhood when I'm definitely old enough to have memories at that point. Um, same face, never changed over the years. Stopped getting the night terrors when I was about 12 or so and haven't seen the face since, but, and this is going to sound sure weird. I understand. <laughs> oh, did Siri? I, of, oh, that was me, guys. <laughs> I accidentally hit Siri. Siri didn't understand. <laughs> Siri did not understand what I was trying to get we, through. We get you, though. Siri, you just don't get me like they do. <laughs> um, have you guys ever seen, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Insidious, Insidious? Insidious. I cannot say words, guys. <laughs> you guys are going to realize that really quickly. I mispronounce things all the time. Yes. So have you seen that movie? What is that one about? It's kind of like sleep, like where he like, it's kind of had to do with like sleep paralysis and stuff too. Like where the demons and the ghosts or whatever are like in his dreams and they have to like go traveling. Like in I don't this know other that I've realm. seen that. No, I don't think I have either. So actually. the main like bad guy, ghost, evil dude, whatever you want to call it, looks like this face that I saw growing up. Wow. Oh no. And I see scary movies all the time. Me and my husband watch them. Like they don't affect me anymore. They used to when I was a kid. But we were watching this movie and when his face first popped up, I legit froze where I was sitting and I like told my husband I said I can't watch this anymore he was like why it's not even that scary blah 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 I said that is the face that I've seen in my childhood like all throughout my childhood yeah looked identical to that so that has always just like I don't know seeing that face after so many years and it instantly like took me back to that time so that I guess is my I don't know if that's really a paranormal experience because it's not like I don't know what it is but it's I my I don't see I don't think it's not yeah it's my I can't explain right and I think that's kind of what paranormal kind of your is interest. Yeah. yeah where I can't explain how I have this memory from when I was so little right and knowing it's a reoccurrent memory so I know I didn't like just I don't think that I imagined it I can't imagine why I would imagine that 
Sorry, right. I said imagine twice there. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but then instantly, like, seeing this movie when I was, like, 25 years old, you know, and yeah. took me back to when I was 11 years old. So that's kind of, I guess that's my one experience so far. But we're going to keep ghost hunting and maybe a lot more. I'm sure you will. Oh, I'm sure I'm I will. I'm sure you will. Man, that's pretty creepy, remembering a face from when you were a baby looking in the mirror. I'm talking about traumatizing. <laughs> right? I know. It's, yeah. It's a hard path. Yeah. Don't, I, don't, don't like thinking about that face. <laughs> didn't you have a story from college? Oh, my gosh. Did I? Oh, yes. Well, no, this was, was I in college? No, I was not in college. It was after college. So, and I think I told this story once before to Sarah, and I thought it was like just a creepy person because you know that's where my true crime brain went like mm-hmm. oh this was a creepy person stalking me and Sarah's like nope it was a ghost <laughs> <laughs> it was a ghost for sure <laughs> so 100. 100% so I was driving down to see my mom and I left super early in the morning and stopped at a gas station at like 10 a.m broad daylight it was a gas station that there was a ton of lights around and there was tons of people there not afraid at all you know practice safe driving guys when you're driving by yourself as a <laughs> young female in her 20s so went inside to pee because I had to pee real bad no one else in the bathroom all the stall doors are open I can see into them so I go to the one at the very end because I do not like people peeing next to me that is like my pet peeve sure so I'm always going to pick the one on the end fair (laughs) so go in I'm peeing doing my business um I go to like wipe and when I'm like looking up to like grab the toilet paper sorry guys looking up to grab the toilet paper there is this face just staring at me from underneath like the door and it was weird because I didn't see like I mean, I thought she was just, like, crouching down at, like, this really weird, odd angle. That's horrible. Because, like, I didn't see, like, the hands or the feet or, like, you know, like, being on all fours, crouching down. I just saw, like, from the neck up watching me. And she was legit just staring at me. Like, we made eye contact, and I froze because I was like, what do I do? Like, I have my pants down, literally. (laughs) What do I do? And so we just stared at each other for, like, two seconds before she pulled her head back and like bolted but here's the thing I finished my business flushed the toilet and I like kind of sat there in the stall like what do I do like what if she's like out there waiting for waiting me? Like, for why you. is she right. staring at me <laughs> I was thinking all of these stalls were in here there's like four other stalls I was like all of these stalls had the doors open you could have gone in one of those other ones it's not like you're looking under to see if there's feet to see if someone's peeing there mm-hmm. like obviously there's other stalls why are you looking at me so I was like, what if she's, like, a creepo? Like, what if she was trying to take a picture of me? Like, all of these things are going through my head. And so I kind of, like, stood there for a few seconds. And as I'm sitting there trying to think about what to do in the stall still, <laughs> I realized, like, I never heard the door open. I never heard the door shut. And it was a very loud door. Like, mm-hmm. it was creaky when I came in. I was like, I never heard the door open or shut. I didn't hear any footsteps. And when she left, like, when her head pulled back out, I definitely didn't hear the door, like, open and shut then, because that's part of the reason I stayed in the stall. I was afraid that she was, like, waiting by the sink. Right. <laughs> so I just kind of was like, Lindsay, you're being ridiculous. It's 1030 in the morning. <laughs> like, you need to you need to go back out there. And so I washed my hands. She wasn't in the bathroom. The stall doors were all still open, where you could see in clearly. <laughs> I went out, and it probably been maybe 30 seconds. Like, it felt like forever, but it was not that long. Mm-hmm. And I go out there and the cash register's up there. And there's a couple people in the gas station, but nobody that looks like her. And she had like really short, like pixie haircut. Nobody that looked like her. 
whatsoever in the store. And I was like, okay, maybe she just like bolted and ran to her car. So I didn't buy anything. I just went straight back out to my car. There was like nobody at the gas pump, like nobody parked in a car waiting. Like again, 30 seconds has gone by. That's really fast time for somebody to be making it from the bathroom without me hearing and then all the way out to their car and be gone by that time. Right. Um, so I was kind of creeped out. I got in my car, I locked the doors and I called my husband, um, who wasn't traveling with me at the time. And I just said, something really weird happened to me and I'm kind of freaking out and shaking and I need to talk about it with somebody. So I told him everything and he's like, don't get out of the car again. Like, don't stop. Just don't drink anything. Don't pee. And I was like, okay, got home fine and everything like that. But that's always been something that, again, I can't explain because it's just very weird. And I always thought it was just somebody being a creep. Yeah. Hashtag. Hashtag potty peaker. Potty peaker. <laughs> at 1030 in the morning. <laughs> Hashtag it's a ghost. Hashtag ghost was trying to peek. What the? At a gas station? At a gas station. In the middle of the day. I mean, just goes to show we, we talk about this in, in future episodes, but we do say mm-hmm. a lot. We try to rationalize everything. Oh, yeah. I think in the moment when you have these things happen, you're just like, nope, nope, didn't happen. Couldn't have happened. That was not it. And then later you're like. There was no way that just, there's no way that could have happened. And that happened five years ago, almost five years ago. And still to this day, I'm still like, ah, no. I mean, maybe she was just being really quiet and sneaky. So yeah, that's, I guess my, I can't explain these situations. I don't know. I'm still hesitant to call them paranormal. My abnormal. I'll call it abnormal. Weird. (laughs) You were staring at me like. Out of the ordinary? (laughs) I don't know. I would just accept it as that's pretty paranormal and go on (laughs) this happened to you congratulations (laughs) i don't feel like i should be congratulated (laughs) i mean nothing negative happened i mean somebody watched me pee well but (laughs) (laughs) listen unless you you put it like that unless you did something more embarrassing then you're fine this is a number one just number one (laughs) I think you're golden. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we got jokes all it. day. All the jokes. All right. Somebody else Shoot. tell me your story. Um, Not it. I'll go. Okay. So I've lived in a few houses and there's not all of them I've felt things in. I'm more one to sort of feel negative, not really negative, but kind of scared, frightened in in areas of different houses. Um, More so whenever I was a kid, I've kind of lost it as I grew into an adult, which makes me kind of believe in what I was feeling as a child because it kind of feeds into that whole thing of, you know, children are more sensitive um, to the, you know, the other side and the paranormal yeah, I've heard that too. Um, but whenever I was a child, there were just some areas of the houses that we were we would live in. Not all of all of the houses, but some houses where I would just I would refuse to go, especially if it was um, late at night or if I was alone or if it was even remotely dark. And you know, my my family would be frustrated with me, like it's fine, just go over and pick up that whatever. I would just be so terrified that I would cry and they just didn't understand. You know, it's, it almost, it probably just came off as, you know, this kid's afraid of the dark or this kid's just, you know, a a scared child. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely not how I felt because I could be in 
like a safe place alone in the dark and I could be in certain areas and I could be totally fine. Um, the dark is not what scared me. It was just these certain areas. Um, and so those are just some of the feelings that I had. Um, in one particular house, I, um, got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and just as I opened my bedroom door, I just saw kind of a, um, like a, a dark mist kind of, um, oh, crap. right. Uh, go across the hallway and down the stairs. Um, and I just shut the door really quick and went back to bed and of course had an accident in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. Foreshadowing. <laughs> That's what it is. Like, this seems scary. <laughs> um, you'll get caught up on this in a future episode. Um, but anyway, so I was just so scared that I wouldn't leave my room. But my most prominent paranormal experience is whenever I was sleeping um, at a house in Florida. Um, I was sound asleep in a very safe, comfortable space. I didn't feel anything in that house. It was a, it was a, a fine area. Um, and I woke up in the middle of the night and to the left of my bed, just clear as day, there was a lady, a bright white lady, like a ghostly figure in a white lace dress with a, a lace collar all the way up to her chin. Oh, man. Um, she's Victorian. -esque. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. With a Victorian, um, uh, hairdo. And, uh, I just kind of stared at her for what felt like, I don't know, 10 seconds. She didn't seem upset or angry. She was just looking at me and I was just looking at her. Gosh, you guys made eye contact. Yeah. Jeez. And then she just slowly just disappeared. Like, while you were staring at her. Yes. Wow. And I was probably... Oh, gosh. I don't like this. <laughs> I want to say I was maybe eight. And it's strange because... I don't know if this correlates with anything, but I was recently talking to my mom about paranormal experiences, and she said that right after I was born, my one of my grandmas passed away right before I was born, and right after I was born, I was still in a bassinet, and my mom woke up in the middle of the night and saw this grandma at the foot of her bed. And it was kind of the same thing. You know, she was there for about a few seconds and they just looked at each other. Um, my mom said that it was almost like she was giving her kind of a, an internal message like, you know, I see that you have a, you've got a new daughter. I've already met her. Um, and, it, you know, it's cool. I just want you to know that, I just want you to know this. Um, and then she slowly faded away. So I just think it's strange that my mom and I both had that same experience in the same house <clears throat> no those are different houses oh so she was like not even it wasn't even the house it was like you guys yeah yes Weird. but i don't believe it's the same person because okay. who i saw was definitely not the lady that i've seen in pictures because i didn't know my grandma she you know she'd passed away before i was born right but uh these days you know i've just you know we experience things whenever we go out par you know with our paranormal investigations <laughs> Um, you guys think my, my house may be haunted. One room. Just one room. We, we may have ghost hunted in her room, <laughs> her spare bedroom. I may it's have funny because <laughs> we have, um, cameras up kind of everywhere around that house. And I think last year or the year before I got this notification, it notifies you whenever there's any movement on the camera, mm -hmm. uh, you can set up 
those notifications in certain spots where there shouldn't be movement. And, um, I got a notification and I opened it and I was watching the little clip of video and I saw this orb, like it was definitely not an insect, not an anything. It was a circle and this orb was, um, it just quickly appeared, went into my dog and, and that's it. Mm. You and never told us that part. Oh, I didn't? No, I don't remember hearing I that. I don't remember the orb. No, I have it on my phone. I'll have to show you guys. Oh, wow. Um, it, it just happens really quick, but I was like, no, that's totally an orb. And this is before any of this happened, before I met you, before, you know, we ever talked about doing any of this. And I was like, wow, is, I mean, is there really something here? I mean, that's, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I don't feel anything in the house. Um, I didn't notice anything until, um, you know, you guys in- investigated my spare bedroom. <laughs> well, you told us. She was like, somebody died in my spare bedroom. And we were like, okay, we got to we got to investigate this. <laughs> There's no way you can't. Yeah, I we mean, took it upon ourselves. That's that's what my our our guy told us whenever we moved in. He's like, yeah, the our neighbors have been there since the houses were built. And he's like, yeah, our friend, he was out doing some yard work and he just went in for a nap and he never woke up. And we're like, oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wish the realtor Me. had told us this before we bought the house. <laughs> so, I mean, we we never feel anything. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. But in that in the house that we live in, that's where I've seen the orbs. So it's just very strange. But like I was saying, nowadays, um, if we're at extremely paranormal locations, I do feel things. Um, you know, I'll feel like a weird vibe in the room. Or, you know, if I am touched by a, a ghost or anything like that, and we'll get into those stories mm-hmm. later on down the road, but those are, that's essentially my my background in the paranormal. And your security camera is still acting up though, isn't it? <sighs> kind of. <laughs> Maybe, it's maybe outdoor, not. Pointed outside. Yeah, it's inside. like the back deck. It's pointing right? out the back door. Oh. Um, my fiance is trying to debunk everything. So <laughs> I like him. He's doing all that he can to prove that it's not a ghost. So TBD. We'll see. <laughs> For what it's worth, I will say it's not like there was an overwhelming feeling of yeah presence of spirit or anything in that room. It was just a all of a sudden something feels weird and then you hear a noise. That's yeah. truly what it was. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and then it was that was it. It was yeah. truthfully just one little right. It wasn't anything scary or terrifying. Yeah, Which I is don't know. Apparently, my experiences that I've had <laughs> everything is terrifying yeah. and creepy, and I don't like it. Um, but Sarah, you are the most sensitive. I feel like out of all of us, absolutely. I know that. Yes, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know why that is. Uh, but yeah, does I, that run in your family? I don't know. Nobody's ever talked to me about it. Nobody's ever said anything. I'm really the first one to come out and be like, hey, guess what? I really like to watch ghost stories or listen Mm -hmm. to ghost stories or whatever. But like you mentioned, kind of as you start talking about it, people kind of offer up their stories. So you hear things here and there, and maybe there'll be people who kind of come out of the woodwork and talk to you a little bit more about it here and there. But as of now, really, I have no idea. And and let me just lay it out there that, and I say this later on, but I do not claim to be like a medium of any sort. <laughs> no. I do not speak to spirits. That is not it. That's not it. Truly, all it is is 
hey, this feels weird. I feel a vibe. I don't like the way that things are going on. And and then usually if, if I feel like that, then something will happen. Either a noise or a voice or something after that will, will happen. Um, so that's kind of happened now that I'm kind of more in tune to what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm able to link the two of those together. Sure. But really growing up, I can't recall any experiences per se. I will say that um, I <laughs> would go over and have slumber parties with my friends who, by the way, I'm still really good friends with. And if they're listening, they're going to die when I tell this story. But um, I would go over to my friend <laughs> Debbie's house and we would always play uh, these these games at her house. And she just loved to scare the shit out of me. <laughs> Always, because I was so gullible at the time. My kind of girl. Yes. And the, her favorite was the uh, Bloody Mary. <gasps> yeah. Yes. So that's really, I think, kind of where all this terrifying experience I don't know any started. any girl that has never played Bloody Mary. Okay, right? I swear same. to God, I think I was in elementary school. Like, it was early. Actually, we started same. early. Yeah. And we were doing, like, Ouija boards. And then yeah. we yes. also the did seances, the... The yes, Light of the Feather. Light of the Feather, <laughs> Stim as a board. Did anybody else still yes. do that? Yes. yes. I did that but in, like, I mean, fifth grade. We're, yeah, we we're did that. All, for, okay, that's we're true. We're all in our 30s. Spoiler alert. So Same. I don't know if the, yeah, well. the youngins do it these days. Hey, 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 kids. Are you guys still playing with Ouija boards and doing Light as a Feather? Let I'm not know. sure. I'm not sure I'd recommend <laughs> They're Ouija like, boards, what is this? Light as a Feather. Stiff if as a not, board. Don't, don't look into it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we are not recommending you play with a Ouija board. A port. A port. <laughs> Yeah, you're right, because it opens some doors, let me just say. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but after that, I started really, I, I this is going to sound crazy, but bear with me. I freaking loved the movie The Craft, and I am not, like, oh, into that. that crazy stuff, but that movie was just really fascinating yeah. to me. I think all girls my age at the time were, like, super into it. I'm a little older than these girls are oh, in stop here. Stop it. I remember The Craft. It's true, but I think I was, like, in high school maybe when it oh, okay. came out. I'm not real sure. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It was it was fascinating. Loved it. Loved it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But for real, okay. The first experience, really, that I can have, and truthfully, I didn't have a ton, um, but I can I can remember a few. One of them was that my college roommate and I had the same. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you can tell. Are we good? We're good. We're good. Sorry, I had to do a refill. A little top off. Uh, I think I stained the table with red wine. Oh, oh my god, no. this is a really expensive table. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I was I'm back to my experiences, which are very actually not. I didn't have very many, but the first couple that I remember, I was in college, and my college roommate and I had the same dream, both of us, multiple times, and it was that of an old lady in our dorm room. Uh, in a rocking chair, <laughs> doing nothing, just in our room, we would have the same dreams repeatedly, which is kind of bizarre. Yeah. Then one day we came back from class that we had together. We walked into the room and it looked like somebody had thrown a cup of coffee or some brown liquid up against the window. And there was just fresh liquid just dripping down all over the window. So that was kind of bizarre. Yeah. On the inside or outside? It was on the inside. So Ew. it looked like somebody had taken it and thrown it um, against the blinds. You know what I'm talking about? It was just dripping down all Can over the blinds. Did anybody get into your room or was it just you guys? So just us. I mean, it was this dorm room is like 100 years old. We lived, we went to this campus is old. This dorm is the oldest one on there. Right. It's really hard to even get in and out of there. But um, it was just us and we were just gone for the morning class there and came back and then that had happened. 
Um, and another time we actually got locked inside of that same dorm room. The both of us we were trying to leave to go to class and the, the handle just would not budge. So we were in there just moving around trying to get out because that's pretty scary. Right. <laughs> we were stuck inside of a dorm room. Um, and then all of a sudden it just gave away and we were good to go. So those kind of just were weird, just yeah. different experiences. Again, I'm like, you were, are they paranormal? Don't know. But were they kind of bizarre? Totally. Sure. Um, and then I, I had a couple of experiences after my, my grandmother passed away. Um, he actually here in this house and I don't think it has anything to do with this house. I think it has more to do just with her and her passing. Uh, but one time I did hear, uh, I was getting ready to go to bed at night and everybody was asleep and I heard some books fall off the shelf. So I go down, I look in the, the room upstairs um, I'm pointing up right above us here. Uh, <laughs> I look, room, yeah, right <laughs> and there were, in fact, some books that had fallen off the shelf. But you know, you again try to rationalize them. Maybe they just weren't on there that great. I don't know. Right. So I go upstairs, and there was a screen that had been on the bottom step, and that had fallen off just as soon as I got to the top of the stairs. So two things kind of back to back just happened, and then a few nights later, I don't believe that this was her spirit. This was something completely different. This was did not feel like her energy at all. But I was going to sleep again, um, and I heard a baby crying. And at the time, my kids were like four and seven or mm -hmm. eight, um, so not babies is what I'm trying to right, say. I did right. not have baby babies at the time, and this was like an infant crying. So I get up to go check on what I thought, well, shit, maybe they're crying in their sleep. I don't know. Maybe this is, this does not sound like them at all. So I'm walking down the hallway, hear this baby crying. And then I go in to look in the door and they're both asleep, completely asleep, not even. And as soon as, of course, if I open the door, there's nobody in there crying. This is just right. either all in my head wow. or something completely bizarre. But that is not a very comforting feeling. And actually, I kind of remember going back that night and just being like, whatever's here, no thank you. I don't appreciate the, the baby crying at night. Like, that's pretty scary. I, I don't like that. Age. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> and then the only other really experience that I had, I was actually at work. And I was in the office um, working by myself on a weekend. And I come out of the bathroom and I glanced over. And there was a person standing in my office. And it was just clear as day. I could see this person standing there. I could see them in their outfit, their hat, and they were in a suit. I mean, I could tell their suit was brown. I could tell it was a male. I could tell he was carrying a case with him. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was a person in my office. You know, you, again, you don't even think twice. You're like, what was this person doing in my office? Right. And then within a second, they're gone. It's like just you truly look up and they're there and then and then they're gone. So it, that was completely bizarre. But that was at a place where you would not be surprised to see uh, spirits. We'll put it like that. I work at a place yeah. where you would not be surprised to see spirits. So those were the experience that kind of piqued my interest. And really, I wasn't interested in true crime too much until the last probably three years or so. I started listening really heavily into podcasts. And then it's just kind of a, it's just a, a hole you fall down. Mm -hmm. And it's just it fascinating. Really <laughs> but like you said, the ghosts and the, the paranormal and the true crime kind of weave into each other somehow. Mm -hmm. So you know what did it for me for true crime? What? When I was very young, like, oh, I don't know, four, five, six, my mom used to watch Rescue 911. I remember I that I loved show. that show. Yes, my parents loved it too. Can you imagine watching that at four or five or six years old? Girl, yes, I can because I did. <laughs> I feel like I did, but like by choice. That got me into 
like the adrenaline of not only um, emergency and first responders and all those types of things, but also that not everything was great in the world. Yeah. And um, it was just, I don't know. I just remember that show specifically um, to be kind of the eye opener for me of uh, the world's not always great. But it was more kind of it was it was terrifying for me as a child to watch it, but it was almost like an entertainment terrifying. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, how about about unsolved mysteries? Too, right. Yes. Yeah. Right up that category, and I can remember like sitting there by choice and watching that, yeah. and just yes. scaring the shit out of me. All it was scary, but also like really interesting. Right. Absolutely. Well, we all grew up watching these shows. I mean, I grew up watching Law and Order and CSI and yeah. like, all of these that are basically about a death every single time exactly yeah (laughs) criminal minds that that twisted stuff criminal minds is messed up i'm not gonna lie it's super messed up but i love it i do too i stopped watching it actually i'm not up to date but i do like i it's just yeah we watch all these shows dateline all of this stuff and i mean it's like obviously people love it because listen to all the podcasts and all these shows that are being made about essentially true crime yeah. Like there's there's a following for it for sure. And right. I think it's because we all want to know like how can someone do that? Mm-hmm. That's like the first thought that enters your mind when you see something about somebody getting killed or something like that in cold blood and you're like how could somebody do that to someone? Right. And so I think that's like why we're all so interested in it. Absolutely. Right. So that's kind of our background. That's yeah. what makes us us and that's why we wanted to make a podcast and tell everybody about it. Yeah. So people can experience us very amateurly. Is that a word? Ama- amateurly? It is now. <laughs> it is now. Like I said, guys, I don't say it words right, right and I make them up as I go. <laughs> it's okay. Um, very amateurly going ghost hunting. Stop laughing every time I say that word. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. But it's I feel not like right. It is. I know it's I don't not. know. I can't tell you. We're going ghost hunting. In an amateur fashion. In an there amateur we go. fashion. Okay. <laughs> You sounded smarter than me there. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be fun for you guys to hear our experiences and hopefully we catch some evidence that you guys can listen to and otherwise just listen to us talk about creepy stuff because creepy stuff is fun. Yeah. yeah. If we get some photos or video evidence, you can see it on our Facebook, maybe Instagram at some point. Yes, it's coming. It's happening. And if you have creepy stories or like even just like how we talked about, like something happened to you and you don't really have a logical explanation for it, send it to us, email it to us. Share it and we will share it with everybody else if you'd like. Yeah, we're at the tipsyghost at gmail.com and you can find us on Facebook at the tipsy ghost as well. That's right. Um, listen to all these plugs. Listen to us. I love it. All of the plugs. Yeah. If you have any recommendations for us to look up or maybe yeah. something local-ish for us to go to, we're in the... Uh, Kansas City area. And we will travel. We're traveling yeah. Yeah. next weekend. We are. We're already hitting up some places. We've already been to a few places. But yep. Speaking of, watch out for next week. Next week's episode for yes. the Beatty slash Beatty Mansion. <laughs> it, it's the Beatty, it's but I think we called it the Beatty Mansion the entire time because I just... We just do. It's... I don't say words right, guys. <laughs> We're getting that started off right away. <laughs> so you can hear all about our experience at that location. Yeah. It's, it's a doozy. You must. You must tune in. 
Thanks for listening to our first episode. Yeah, thank thanks, you. guys. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.